BYU Cougar basketball is back in action. Yoli Charles drives and dunks. Nasty. Let's get you ready to root on the boys in blue. Long three, Haas. Yes! <laughs> TJ Haas! This is Cougar Pregame Live. On the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Our live coverage of BYU basketball begins with Cougar Pregame Live. To lead things off, let's join your host, Jason Shepard. Good evening, BYU basketball fans. Welcome into Cougar Pregame Live. Tonight, the BYU Cougars face the St. Mary's Gales in the semifinals of the West Coast Conference Tournament in Las Vegas. Now, BYU advanced to tonight's game by beating San Diego on Saturday in the quarterfinals. 85-79 was the final from the Orleans Arena. Elijah Bryant led the Cougars with 27 points on 10 of 13 shooting. He was fantastic. Yoli Childs finished with 20. T.J. Haas scored 13, and McKay Cannon, who was our post-game guest after that game, he played well, picked up four points, and dished out five assists. Now, BYU struggled from the perimeter, but quite honestly, it really didn't matter. The Cougars shot 52% from the game. The Toreros gave BYU a late scare. BYU at one point led by 17. The Toreros erased that lead, but the Cougars were able to make the plays when they needed to, and they advanced, which is the name of the game. Now, the Gales also played on Saturday night when they beat a scrappy Pepperdine team. They only won by three. It was 69 to 66. The Waves actually led the majority of that game, but as we've seen in other St. Mary's games this season, a late lead on the Gales does not guarantee a victory. St. Mary's just seems to find a way to pull it out, which is what happened on Saturday. Calvin Hermanson, towards the end of the game, hit three threes in a row. Just absolutely changed the dynamic of that game as the Gales would go on to win again, 69 to 66. Now looking at the matchup between these two in terms of the previous two games, the Gales swept the Cougars in the regular season. They won in Provo back in December 74-64 in overtime and then they won in Moraga 75-62. to And when you talk about St. Mary's, you have to focus on the WCC Player of the Year in Jock Landale. He torched the Cougars in both meetings. He's averaging 31.5 points taking on BYU. Any chance of beating the Gales starts with keeping Landell in check, which is certainly easier said than done. Now, with that said, it's also important to make sure that Nahr and Hermanson don't kill you, because that's what happened in the game in Provo. If you remember back, Landell was doing his thing, but BYU was leading because they had kept the quote-unquote other guys from getting hot. Once Nahr and Hermanson started making their shots, that's when St. Mary's made its run. They forced overtime and then ultimately won the game, allowing all All three to have big games tonight would make things very difficult for the Cougars. Tonight's pregame interview is with assistant coach Quincy Lewis. Special thanks to my man Greg Rubel for getting this interview. Here's Greg and Quincy on tonight's matchup. Well, Quincy, we look at tournament play, the favored seeds on Saturday. Look how hard the one, two, three, and four all had to work just to get to the second day. Boy, I tell you what, our league was something else this year, and uh, people like Loyola got better as the year went on. You can't win them all until you win the first one. The fact that you had to grind out the way you did it, what kind of value was there in that, do you think? You know what, I thought we played a very good game uh, against a team that had some emotion behind them and that uh, was just a, had a, a good year overall as well. What lesson is learned when you have a big lead, lose it, and then are able to close it out anyway? Tell you what, it's tournament time, and uh, guys aren't going to quit. And they they fought hard, and I think it shows a lot for us, though, that uh, game's tied, and we came up with a couple big, big plays to get us over the hump. What impressions were you left with when you saw Pepperdine give the game it gave St. Mary's that night? 
the, I mean, Pepperdine's another team that has just continued to get better, and uh, they've played people tough. Their their record doesn't reflect it, but uh, you know, uh, we took a look at some of the things that they did, and uh, you know, we'll see how that works for us. You haven't seen St. Mary's in a while. You played them twice before you even played Gonzaga this year. Uh, do they look any different than the first two times you played them? You know what? I think they were a little bit more based on uh, NAR uh, doing a lot of things for them off ball screens uh, the first two times we played them, but they've uh, they've kind of become a little more balanced as the years went on, and uh, you know uh, Ford has become more involved. I think in your game, uh, NAR rolled an ankle, and over the next few games, it seemed to maybe bother him a little bit. How does he look to you right now? You know what? He he looks healthy, and and uh, that could be part. Uh, you know, part of their balance might be due to them wanting to you know he's hurt you know a little bit. That could be part of it. Um, but uh, he looks fine to me. I mean, the kid's a heck of a player. What do you do against a guy that's averaged 31 and a half points a game in two games against you this year in Jock Land? <laughs> you know what? Not the same thing. <laughs> you know, we've, we've got to mix it up a little bit. The kid's a heck of a player, and, you know, we, we'll show him some different things. What do you like most about the way your guys are playing right now? Uh, I really like that uh, Yoli, TJ, and Elijah all had nice games in our first one. And... Uh, when those three guys are on at the same time, I think we're a really difficult team to beat. And then we got some contributions from other guys as well. Yeah, Elijah scored his last points with about 12 minutes to go in the game, and you found other ways to get it done. No, it was encouraging, and uh, Eli, he fouls out of the game. And uh, we, we had to get it done without him. You know, TJ fouls out there at the very end, but uh, I was very encouraged by how we played. The fact that you're literally two two wins away from the NCAA tournament, that's that's a motivating factor for everyone on this floor, right? Hey, anytime you get in a semifinal game, you know, hey, that's exciting. You know, and, uh, hey, we've got two top 20 teams we've got to beat. We know that uh, to get in. But, uh, hey, where would you rather be? Do people understand how tough this league is at the top, do you think? <laughs> I don't know that they do. I don't know that they do. I mean, the coaching in this league from top to bottom is outstanding, and then you get uh, talent coupled with it, you know, with these these couple teams right here, and uh, it's a challenge. You look at Pomeroy, it's a top 10 league among the 32 conferences, and it's a pretty young league, too. St. Mary's loses some guys, but a lot of guys come back, including on BYU. I think that the league takes another step forward next year. I mean, you look at each team, other than St. Mary's losing a few guys, and they'll still be very good, but it's going to be a heck of a league next year. you just got to keep winning games, of course, but how do you feel about BYU's chances right now to play in the NIT if the NCAA doesn't go your way? You know, it's hard for me to say. I don't understand how they put all those things together. I can only look at all the projections that that are out there, and right now it's, it would seem that we're, we'd be in something like that, but uh, that's the last thing that we're you know, thinking, that about, we're right thinking now, about right obviously. now. Right now I've got uh, number 34 for uh, St. Mary's <laughs> circled in my mind. Now we're going to take care of that. You want to win one and hopefully win two. Last thing for you, uh, after such a really together win on Saturday, what's the vibe with the guys right now? It's good, you know, and, uh, you know, really you can go through all the, the schemes and the, talk about everything you want to, but at the end of the day, you've got to just want it more and you've got to play really, really hard and be active on the court. Good luck with number 34 and the Gales. Good luck tonight. Thank you. Okay, thanks, Rubes. There we go. I think my favorite line from that from uh, from Quincy was uh, when Greg asked him, so what do you do about a guy that's averaging 31 and a half? And Quincy said, well, something different. So, I mean, that's I mean, we're talking about that. That is such an important part of BYU winning this game tonight is how they handle what Jock Landale has been able to do against them. It'll, it'll be a fun matchup to see uh, the defensive adjustments uh, that BYU makes tonight against St. Mary's and specifically against Jock Landale, the WCC Player of the Year. Thank you very much once again. 
to Greg Grubel and to Quincy Lewis for our pregame interview tonight. Coming up next, we're going to go down to Vegas. We'll head to the Orleans Arena. It's our courtside conversation with Mark Durant. We're going to be talking with Mark while the other semifinal game is going on. It's not really a game because... Gonzaga is kind of uh, taking it to the uh, to the Dons right now, but we'll talk to Mark coming up. Cougar pregame live continues in just a moment on the New Skin BYU Sports Network. We're counting you down to tip off with Cougar pregame live. 76 attack in Provo. Now let's rejoin your host Jason Shepard. Welcome back to Cougar Pre-Game Live. Getting you ready for semifinal action between BYU and St. Mary's. It is the third matchup between these teams. Looking to uh, take control of this today and erase the sweep that St. Mary's had over the BYU Cougars in the regular season. It's time to head down to Las Vegas, site of the West Coast Conference Tournament, and head to the Orleans Arena for a courtside conversation with my hermano, Mark Durant. Hello, Mark. How are you? Hola. I am doing uh, muy bien. Muy bien. Very nice. So what did you make of Saturday's win over San Diego? Well, you know, I mean, the kind of the big story is blowing that lead. But, uh, you know, I thought they played really good. I mean, obviously got away from them and San Diego got hot. That kind of happens at times. But the fact of the matter is BYU fought hard in that first half and then Built up a nice lead, gave them a nice cushion, so uh, that turned out to be the difference in the game, what they did. I, I thought they played great. I thought Elijah was tremendous, and uh, like 27 points in 26 minutes. I thought Yoli was good. Uh, TJ made some big plays down the end and hit some clutch free throws and got some good bench performance from McKay and Dalton. And, you know, I, I actually was uh, very pleased with that, that game, and, you know, I think – Aside from kind of the meltdown for a couple minutes, we'd be talking about how, you know, how how much that game would be a confidence builder. I think it should be, and it and is going into St. Mary's. But overall, thought it was a nice game. They only uh, six or seven turnovers, maybe six turnovers. That I mean, those a lot of good signs coming out of that game. To take what you were talking about uh, one step further, I, I think that win over San Diego showed us once again that when you get the normal production that we expect from Eli and Yoli that they've been able to do all season long and then combine that with other guys contributing, guys like you mentioned in TJ and Dalton and McKay and, and others, BYU can be successful. That is the recipe for success for BYU. And that's certainly what it's going to take in a game like this against a team like St. Mary's. You really need to have everybody contributing, get good bench production. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those games where you just can't afford to have a, a missing piece. And so, yeah, I mean, that, again, that's a good sign that BYU was getting that kind of production. It's going to be much more difficult to do that against a good defensive and disciplined team in, in St. Mary's. But we'll see how it goes. I mean, uh it's one game. I don't know if BYU wins a seven-game series with St. Mary's, but certainly can win this game tonight. And you're going to need to shoot the ball better from three. I mean, they did get three threes from Elijah Bryant, but that was it. And it's just been a disaster from the three-point line since February. And I don't know the answer to that. You know, But maybe TJ gets hot. Elijah continues to shoot well. Maybe Dalton hits a couple and McKay and, I, I think I just don't think you can. Have, as as much as I like the approach the other night of 
let's kind of limit our threes and take it strong to the basket, which are going to have to do the same approach tonight against St. Mary's. But the fact of the matter is, if, if you're going to hope to beat St. Mary's, a team that shoots so well, shot 50% the other night against Pepperdine, they shoot 40, 41% on the year. If you're matching twos with, with threes, you're going to lose. And so they're going to have to shoot better from the three. And then when they do miss, go get some offensive rebounds. You need multiple opportunities. But, but yeah, I'm back to the original question is everybody needs to play good. And it's going to have to be a good, a good shooting night for you. That's all there is to it. In order to beat really good teams like St. Mary's or Gonzaga, you need to play your best. And uh, so if BYU doesn't do that, probably going to be an early exit. The Cougars have had no answer for Jock Landale this season, and quite frankly, most teams haven't. What can BYU do to try and limit his effectiveness? Because not only has he been scoring at 31 and a half against BYU, his field goal efficiency has been through the roof. Well, he's tremendous. I mean, he's really, really good. But you'll notice second time through conference, he struggled a little bit. And uh, when, I'm, when I mean struggle, I mean shoot 70% and get 20 points instead of 30. I mean, uh, he's still really good. But teams are kind of figuring out what they need to do. And I think the first approach in the Marriott Center was, listen, we're going to let Jock do his thing, and he's going to have a nice game, but we're not going to leave the three-point shooters open. And he had 30-something whatever, and uh, BYU. But, but in theory, that approach worked because BYU had a chance to win that at the end of the game and go to overtime with St. Mary's. So, uh, but, but I don't think that's the, really the right approach. I mean, if, if I were coaching, I would really want to deny him the ball. I'd front him on everything. I'd have a spy from the backside help on the perimeter. So if they try to make that pass, maybe they do make it, but it's hard. And if he catches it, yeah, it's a layup, but it's really going to have to be a good pass. Sometimes you get a steal on that coming from the weak side. It just makes it a little more difficult than just letting him post up and you throw it in and then let him do his thing. So really try and deny him the basketball. I like the front. And maybe you throw every once in a while. You monster him. Uh, try and give him different looks every time down the floor. Uh, but I think you're going to have to roll the dice a little bit because as good as St. Mary's does shoot the ball, uh, you know, maybe they have an off night. They haven't been as good lately, although they shot 50% Saturday. Uh, I mean, that's it's part of the deal. You can't take away everything. Jock has really hurt you the last couple times you've played him, so maybe you try a different approach. That's the kind of the different, the, the, the different thing you do, what Quincy Lewis was talking about, and, and really try, like the other night for uh, – Pepperdine, Jock Landau goes 5 for 10. He only gets 10 shots, only makes half of them. Mm -hmm. Now, St. Mary's beat Pepperdine with the threes, but Pepperdine's in that game. And that's really all you hope for is trying to be in the game. And uh, if you take that kind of approach like Pepperdine did, that, that may be the best approach. But I think a lot of different looks is – and really, and you can't afford to just single team him. you got to double from somewhere and then really get good rotation, really good help. I mean, that's what St. Mary's thrives on. But – you got to pick some way to do it, and I think that might be the way to go tonight. To nobody's surprise, Gonzaga has just defeated San Francisco. They are heading to tomorrow night's championship game. They defeat the Dons 88-60, to a game that you were, are sitting courtside for. So they now await the winner of our game between BYU and St. Mary's. And I'm curious, Mark, because obviously the focal point is Jock Landale, but I was talking about this in the first segment. And if you go back to the game 
against the Gales in Provo. Landale was was you know shooting lights out. He was dominating in terms of the points. BYU could not stop him. But yet BYU still had the lead because they didn't let the other guys get going. But it was at towards the end of regulation where it was Hermanson that started hitting shots. That's when they made their run, forced overtime, and then in overtime they ended up winning. Can BYU be successful by just allowing Jock to do what he does and make sure the other guys don't beat them? Can that be a way to, for success tonight? Yeah, I mean, it certainly is. That's what they did the, uh, in the Mer- at the Merritt Center and had a chance to win at the end. And really, that's what you're talking about. No one's expecting you to beat St. Mary's by 20. You just want to be in the game, have a chance to win. So, you know, you you're, you're kind of have to pick. And if you pick to take Jock out of it, you're really exposing yourself to guys like Nahr and Hermanson and, and Ford who can hit threes. I mean, Pepperdine had that game won the other day. And Hermanson makes that's, three in a row. And, that's right. And, yeah, I mean, uh, I think they made their last five. So, and that's what happened in the BYU game because they took away uh, took away the, sh- the shot. So, for most of the game, but the last couple minutes, they made a couple. It's just almost impossible to think uh, as, as good as shooters as they are and how they play that you're going to uh, get away with it an entire game. And maybe they miss a bunch of shots in a half, but it's just not going to happen for a whole game. So, uh, again, it's pick your poison. I don't think you can be. I don't think you can just say we're going to let Landale do his thing and guard three-point shooters because he's just too good. You've got to double him from somewhere. Either deny the ball and double from the backside on a lob pass, or come with another big man. Uh, and obviously, when you do that, it's going to be hard. But everybody needs to be engaged. Everybody needs to then bump over, rotate quickly, and get back uh, to positions as quickly as you can. But, yeah, I mean, there's no good answer. But uh, BYU was in the game in the Merritt Center uh, with that approach. But I, I don't know on a neutral site to let Landell just kind of do his thing. That might not be the best approach. A minute or two more with Mark Duran. It's our courtside conversation. Mark joining us from the Orleans Arena, BYU and St. Mary's getting underway in about 40, 45 minutes. Uh where do you think BYU is different or maybe even use the word better now versus when they faced St. Mary's previously? Well, I think uh, Nixon helps a lot. I mean, he, he his absence uh, during those games for the most part was tough because St. Mary's, they got Landell, of course, is awesome inside, but then they got kind of the four perimeter guys and they spaced the floor so well and the dribble penetration, then you help and then you kick and it's just kind of a nightmare. Nara is so, such a genius with the basketball making the right decisions. What Nixon does, it brings you a four guy that is able to guard on the perimeter, and you, you can switch some things. But uh, you, when you have Luke out there trying to guard one of those guys, it makes it a little more difficult. And uh, and so I, I think Nixon's a guy that can really make a difference in a game like this. And But but you're going to need guys that maybe you don't expect to come in to really help you win. I mean, that's always the case in these games. Obviously, you need your big three to play well, but... The, probably the story if BYU wins this game is because someone like uh, Celius gets hot or the Kate Cannon hits a couple threes or, or like I mentioned, Dalton Nixon has a really nice game. Because the teams are so sorry. good. Like Coach Bennett, I mean, he's so good. He's going to do things to stop your main guys, and it's sometimes that secondary group that needs to really play well. With what St. Mary's wants to do defensively against BYU, who do you think uh, of the guys that you just mentioned as guys that, that – could be any of these who, who do you think it's most likely to be in in a game against st mary's well i, I like yoli i mean he's had good games against st mary's uh, obviously landell's 
that doesn't want to foul, and uh, they don't have a bunch of big guys. And I think Yoli is a guy that can have a nice game. And it, it's going to have to be. I, I think they'll do a lot on Elijah, but Elijah will will get his numbers. But TJ is a guy I think. You know, when you play St. Mary's, and, and what I like with Portland and, and the other day against San Diego is is really attacking. Whether it's Jasheer or TJ or Elijah, off the dribble with the guards, get in the paint. Get in the paint. Rule number one, Jason, get in the paint. Cause some stress on that defense. And I think TJ is really engaged and aggressive, able to kind of knife through there and make good decisions in the paint. That could really help BYU. Mark, great stuff. Thanks for the insight as always. Enjoy the game tonight and look forward to hearing you and Greg on the call. I'm excited. And then we'll talk to you tomorrow, right, Jason? Absolutely we will be. I like the way you think. That's right, Mark brother. Durant joining us from the Orleans Arena, getting ready for the Cougars and the Gales. After a quick timeout, we'll check out uh, some other scores in college hoops. Again, we'll look back on the earlier semifinal between Gonzaga and San Francisco. That one has just gone final. We'll let you know how that one played out if you weren't tuning in just a few minutes ago. Plus, we'll preview something to look forward to during Cougar Halftime Live. That's all coming up next. Cougar Pregame Live continues next on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Our exclusive pregame coverage of BYU basketball continues. As we rejoin the host of Cougar Pregame Live, Jason Shepard. Welcome back in, getting ready for the Cougars and the Gales. Before we get to some scores, let's quickly pause 10 seconds for station identification. You're listening to BYU Basketball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. KBYU FM, HD2, Provo. You're listening to Cougar Sports on BYU Radio. All right, the winner of our game between BYU and St. Mary's will face Gonzaga tomorrow night in the championship game. No surprise, the Zags defeated the San Francisco Dons 88-60. to Killian Tilly leading the Zags with 26 points. Super sub Rui Hachimura with 17 points. Man, he averages uh, almost 12 points a game, but to get 17 off the bench uh, is, uh, is quite the weapon to have if you're the Zags. They are now waiting to see who they will play tomorrow night. Uh, also, uh, in the NBA, one uh, game to update you on, the Utah Jazz hosting the Orlando Magic. Jazz with an 80-73 to lead in the fourth quarter with just under seven minutes to go. All right, coming up on Cougar Halftime Live, it's day one of BYU Spring Football. We're going to let you hear from head coach Kalani Satake and new offensive coordinator Jeff Grimes. It's all coming up during Cougar Halftime Live. But for now, that is a wrap for Cougar Pregame Live. After the break, we're going to get you to the Orleans Arena in Las Vegas for the Cougar Pregame Coaches Show with Greg Rubel. This is BYU Basketball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. It's time to get the inside scoop on today's game. We've got a lot of individual guys who have actually found themselves and are really contributing to our team. This is the Cougar Pregame Coaches Show, presented by Science Bank. We haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Now, let's head back to the Bryant Heating and Cooling Courtside Seats and join the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Good evening.
evening, Cougar basketball fans. Welcome once again courtside inside the Orleans Arena here in Las Vegas, Nevada, as tonight the BYU Cougars take on St. Mary's in the semifinals of the West Coast Conference Tournament. Both teams two wins away from an automatic berth in the NCAA Tournament. The Gales would like to think they're a lock for the big dance, but a win tonight might be necessary to really seal the deal for them. BYU knows it has only one way into the field of 68. The Cougars' backup plan would be an NIT berth, and that's uh, okay. Yeah, okay. I'm going to say yes. <laughs> Greg Grubel here with uh, Mark Durant, the former Cougar hoopster, and uh, Mark, while Gonzaga is the true king of the conference, uh, St. Mary's has been the bigger nemesis of late for BYU. The Gales have won the last five meetings by an average of 16 a game, included in those five games last year's WCC Tournament semifinal, a game the Gales won 81-50. to That was not fun. At the very least, BYU's out to improve on that performance, but ideally the Cougars snap that five-game skid and get back to the WCC tourney title game for the first time in three years. Yeah, so you know what a big gambler I am. I'm, I'm out till all hours of the night last night, just gambling, gambling. I mean, I just can't get enough of it, Greg. And you are. You are Mark Let It Ride Durant <laughs> when you get down here. And, and listen, number one rule about gambling is what? The house always wins, right? Well... The house has won here for BYU. It's what five in a row for St. Mary's, and they're they're probably the better team. I think that's fair to say. Uh, but every once in a while, that magical night, you know, it's always coming up. What sevens and elevens? Is that that's good, right? It might be. So, I don't. <laughs> every once in a while, you get on a roll and you get hot, and and you win. That happens all the time. This is a chance for BYU to really play loose, go out, get it done have a big night and, and get that win and they, they certainly have the, the capability to do it and, uh, and you know St. Mary's as good as they are with that senior leadership they're not invulnerable uh, I, I like the way BYU played for the most part against San Diego so you just go out and play hard and uh, no, no more of that last year business don't let anything like that go out and have fun and play hard and give yourself a chance all right coming up next the pregame thoughts of BYU head coach Dave Rose as the Zions Bank Cougar pregame coaches show continues live from Las Vegas on the new skin BYU Sports Network you're tuned to the Cougar pregame coaches show oh a nice starter step right to the rim Flood score again Josh here Harden for more with head coach Dave Rose, let's rejoin your host, Greg Rubel. BYU and St. Mary's coming up in the second of two WCC tournament semifinals in the early game. Gonzaga 88 and San Francisco 60. Zag shot 53% from the field. Kim Achillian Tilly 26. Ruri Hachimura 17 as the foreign legion led the way for the Zags. Renfro had 15 for the Don. St. Mary's trying to beat BYU for a third time this season and a sixth straight time overall. BYU head coach Dave Rose has never lost to a single opponent six straight times. So we're hoping that stack stays intact tonight. A short time ago here at the Orleans, I spoke with Coach Rose about the team's third crack at a game plan against the Gales. Well, there's a lot of there's a lot of things that go into, and most of this has been film and uh, you know walkthrough and chalkboards because we we didn't have a chance to practice yesterday. But we do have a lot of things that we think we can be really successful with. Some things we really need to correct. And then you know there's a, there's a big part of this of just executing when you get an open shot, and and I'm talking about shots at the rim and shots five foot shots, and you know we got to be uh, St. Mary's is a good, really good defensive team, and they are physical, but uh, they're no more physical than San Diego, the team we played the other day, and we made shots against them, so that's what we need to do here. 
Landale is the obvious focal point of every defensive game plan. At 31.5 points a game, he's shown what he can do through two games, the way you've played it. A lot of change-ups involved, do you think, against him? Well, yeah, we'll do a couple of things uh, a little bit different. I, I think some of the things, you know, the one-on-one in the post is really tough because he gets so deep and he's shot the ball so well. He hasn't really shot the ball as well the last two or three weeks as he did early in the season, but I don't think we can just leave it up to hoping he misses. And so, you know, we'll, uh, the one thing that we know for sure is he will get the ball. They they, they are one of the best teams in the country at, at using him and, and, and playing through him. And so... Uh, when he gets the ball, we'll, we'll have, uh, you know, so sometimes our guards will be involved in, the, in, a, in a double team. Sometimes we'll get our big guy involved. Uh, other times we'll just leave it up to the, our post guy to try to move him off uh, the lane and don't let him get as deep as he's got in the past. But he'll be he'll be a focal point all night long. What have you learned from what uh, how Gonzaga played him, USF played him in wins, and then in how Pepperdine played him in, in coming close the other night? Well, I think one of the things in the USF win, because USF's more like us, it, it's hard to do to St. Mary's what Gonzaga does. But Sac- Sacramento got him in foul trouble. He does not get in foul trouble. He, he, that's the one thing he's really improved over his sophomore and junior year is that he stays out there on the floor for 35, 36 minutes a game. And I think he was on the floor all 40 minutes the other night against uh, Pepperdine. So, and he played 84 of the 85 against you in the regular season. Yeah, so you know that's that that, that that's a key is that if we can, uh, you know, go right at him and get him out of position and and, and maybe get him to get a couple fouls early because Randy won't play him with three fouls in the first half. That's just kind of his rule. So those are things that could be really advantageous to us. The other thing is is try to try to destroy his rhythm and not let him just back down and 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 have his timing for where he wants to go and. And so we'll, we'll do quite a few things to try to do that, and, and hopefully uh, we can make the rotations we have to make to get to the shooters. And I know that if you get the same effort you got Saturday, you'll be happy with the evening. Our guys played really hard, and we played connected together. With the loose balls, the, the urgency for those were uh, tremendous, and, and hopefully our guys have that same you know competitive spirit to them tonight. I mean, this is a really big game for us. Like you said, shot-making would help too, right? Yeah, and, and multiple guys making shots. I think that we'll get shots. We've proven over the the two times we've played them that, uh, and, and that hasn't always been the case. There's been times where they've just locked us up defensively, but we've been able to get shots and uh, and open shots, and hopefully we can uh, we can make those, and hopefully we can get to the free throw line. We got a crew that probably won't call a lot of fouls, but uh, if we can get them out of position and, and attack them in the right spots, I think we can get to the line. All right. Hopefully, coach. Good luck against St. Mary's. We'll hear from you post game. All right. Thanks a lot, Greg. That's Dave Rose and tonight's Zions Bank Cougar pregame coaches show. The Cougar Tip Off Show is coming up next live from Los. Vegas on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. It's almost time to hit the hardwood. This is the Cougar Tip-Off Show brought to you by BYU Creamery, the classic BYU tradition. Have a scoop today. Siegfried and Jensen, helping Utah families for over 25 years. And by your local Utah Honda dealers. Now let's head live to the Bryant Heating and Cooling courtside seats and join Mark Durant along with the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. 
Good evening once again from courtside here inside the Orleans Arena in Las Vegas where tonight it's BYU and St. Mary's in the WCC Tournament semifinals. Our nightcap after Gonzaga San Francisco. Zags won that game to advance to the conference championship game tomorrow night. Greg Rubel, Mark Durant with you courtside. Our statistician, BYU's sixth all-time leading scorer, Russell Larson. Our studio host is Jason Shepard. And our control board operator is Carter Malloy. Good to have you with us here on the new skin, BYU Sports Network, BYU Radio, KSL News Radio. Our affiliates online, BYURadio.org, BYUCougars.com, KSL.com, as well as the apps, BYU Radio's app, the BYU Cougars app, the KSL app, the TuneIn Radio app. Good ways to listen, and glad you're with us tonight. Yes, Mark, St. Mary's has won the last five games against BYU, and yes, Jock, Jock Landale's the player of the year in this league, and yes, the Gales are the best shooting team in all of college basketball, but they did almost lose to the, to, to the 10 seed two nights ago, and they've shot under 50% in each of their last six games. Mark, are cracks showing in St. Mary's armor, and can BYU take advantage tonight? Well, yeah, I mean, I think uh, if they were to front Landale and limit his, t- look at Pepperdine game, that's a good formula, because they almost won. Landale had 10 shots, only made five, so take away Landale a little bit. Really turn up the defensive pressure. St. Mary's turned it over 15 times against Pepperdine. That, that was a big part of why Pepperdine was able to stay in that game. And St. Mary's only had one bench point. So maybe you get them in foul trouble. And I don't know. There's a lot of different things. But the fact of the matter is you've got to go out and play well yourself. And all, the victory has to play well. you get get good bench production. You need to shoot the three well. You need to offensive rebound. Those are the kind of things that I think if you do, you're going to be in a game with St. Mary's. St. Mary's assistant coach Marty Clark. His comments coming up next as we continue on the Cougar Tip-Off show from Vegas on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is the Cougar Tip-Off show. Raise it up. No. The tip. No. The follow. Yes. Let's head back live to courtside. All right, the BYU and St. Mary's coming up. BYU's fifth consecutive appearance in the WCC Tournament Semifinals. Rematch of last year's semis with St. Mary's. Short time ago, I spoke with Gale's assistant coach, Marty Clark, and asked him about uh, what's really worked best for his guys in beating BYU twice this season and five times in a row overall. Well, I guess we had an inside presence that uh, we've had that all through through the times Coach Ben has been here too, though. I mean, uh, maybe it's a belief. Maybe it's uh, you know, sometimes it's just a belief in in each other and in, in the system and also you know you get a, a win or two wins against a new which was a new opponent going back five five six years ago and uh, I think that's as, as much the sport as anything else is uh, what goes on in, in between the years and um, you know I guess the the flip side of that is does that belief become too big and you get complacent and uh, that's the thing we really always trying to guard against making sure you you know respect all your opponents and uh, you don't fear any of them but uh, you understand BYU is a good basketball team. They, they've got lots of firepower on the, on the offensive end. They've got inside play, they've got outside play, and they've got like, really good guards. Seeing as you saw BYU relatively early in the conference campaign, twice really, yep. it's been a while since you've seen them. Uh, do they look any different to you? And conversely, are you playing the same way you were when maybe you beat BYU the second time? It has been long. It was interesting why the draw was done. We played them, um, I don't think we've seen them for six and a half weeks. Yeah, which been a long time. In conference play has been, is a long time. Yeah. Um, and then we've played a couple of teams almost back-to-back in the last couple of weeks. So uh, to answer your question, they look that much different. Uh, Maybe a little bit, but not, uh, not, more, not any more than like a regular team evolves over the course of a year. And as they get to, to know uh, where their strengths and weaknesses are and what they need to go to more often, I, I think it's a, it's a similar-looking club that, that we saw um, 
at home like six weeks ago and uh, as for us we're probably a little bit the same and you know Emmett um, Emmett rolled his ankle in that game but Emmett's Emmett you know he's uh, you know he's tough in his own way of toughness and one of them is he you know, puts himself on the floor and puts himself out there he doesn't complain about much and he doesn't miss too many practices but uh, I, I think both teams have a formula they like to play too and um uh, at this time of year, you, go, you start messing around with that too much. I think it's a recipe of a disaster, and, and it really, to me, it would be a sign of a, of a desperate team to change up too much. And yeah. I don't think you need to change when, when it's been successful. It's the perennial question for St Mary's at around this time: Have you done enough? Do you feel comfortable, win or lose tonight, that you'll be where you want to be in a week? <laughs> uh, I don't think we're ever comfortable. Uh, I mean, that, but that's really out of our control. That's that's uh, people uh, you know, way above, well, certainly my pay scale, <laughs> as who's going to make those decisions. Uh, you, you would hope that. You know, high 20s wins, whether we win or lose, is going to be enough. You'd really hope that. Um, but that's not something that's really crossed our mind at the minute. I mean, uh, it's not the motivating factor right now. No, 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 not at all. It, it's uh, that, That's sort of the extra at the end of the season and then the, the conference tournament. Uh, that will no doubt come into play uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, right up into Sunday. I think, oh, you know, where are we at? What do we do? I guess you know, we take care of everything tonight and then and tomorrow then no one can leave us out that's right. just, that is the rule and uh, <laughs> hopefully we get to that point Marty thanks for your pregame conversations throughout this season and hopefully we'll do it again next year okay thank you very much alright that is St. Mary's assistant coach Marty Clark coming up next it's our You Be the Judge trivia feature as the Cougar Tip Off show continues live from the WCC tournament in Las Vegas on the new skin BYU Sports Network Welcome back to the Cougar Tip-Off Show. Oswald drive it, give to Yoli. Yoli with the thump and another and one opportunity. Let's rejoin Greg Rubel at courtside. All right, the BYU and St. Mary's just moments away. Time now for our You Be the Judge feature sponsored by Legally Mine. Legally Mine equals asset protection. Go to LegallyMineUSA.com to learn what you can do to stop lawsuits dead in their tracks. Saturday's BYU win here in Vegas was Dave Rose's 328th as BYU head coach in his 13th season. In Division I basketball history, how many coaches have won more games than Dave Rose through their first 13 seasons of coaching? The answer coming up next as the Cougar Tip-Off show continues from Las Vegas on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. The Cougar Tip-Off show rolls on. Touch pass, Celius, three. Got it! Zach Celius makes it a one-point game. Let's head back live to courtside. All right, the BYU St. Mary straight ahead. Time for the answer in tonight's UB the Judge trivia feature, sponsored by Legally Mind. Saturday's BYU win here in Vegas was Dave Rose's 328th as BYU head coach in this his 13th season. In Division I hoops history, how many coaches have won more games than Dave Rose has currently through their first 13 seasons of coaching, Mark? Mm, uh, it's a tie. Uh, tie 7, tie 7, tie 5th, tie 5th. Four ahead of him. Four ahead of him. He's tied for 5th with Jamie Dixon. Ahead of him, Roy Williams, Thad Mata, Mark Few, and Sean Miller. Names you might know. Starting lineups in the opening tip-off. Coming up next from here in Las Vegas, this has been the Cougar Tip-Off Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.